high when we started it. Yeah, and I was I thought it was a little high, and I was like, eh, but it could just be that I'm like whatever, you know.
I would like to give a testimony before the word comes this morning. Last week, we had prayer time, and I said, if there's anyone in the house that needs a miracle, would you stand? And a lot of people stood. And so on the front row was a young girl. Her name is Caitlin, and she's Grace's friend. And she was here, and she's one that stood. And maybe a year ago, she... um, ended up having to leave school because of paperwork not being filled out, and she ended up with this huge debt. And she'd been crying out to God about this huge debt. And so she stood on Sunday morning in this house. And on Monday, she got an email, and the entire debt was canceled. And that's a miracle. And I share that because sometimes we forget how powerful God is and what he is able to do in our lives and our situations. And we need to really grab hold of and believe God. Amen? Amen. So, how many of you remember playground days? long time ago you remember when teams were formed and people were picked you remember that yeah and you wanted to be on a specific team because you thought that team would be the one that won so you definitely wanted to be on the winning team and um, you waited through the picking you longed to be chosen and and highly valued and you waited And if you were anything like me, you were chosen last. You see, I wasn't the strongest. You did notice that Becca didn't ask me to come up and do push-ups last Sunday. I, I didn't understand that, but hey. I wasn't the most popular, and I wasn't the smartest, and I didn't have the right connections because I was just a PK. And I was usually picked last. And I want to tell you this morning that those days of being picked last are over. (laughs) You are not a child on the playground. You have been picked first. Every one of you have been picked first. You are the delight of the one that made you. You are significant. You are important. You are actually God's own special possession. That's who you are. It says in 1 Peter 2, 9, it says, but you are not like that. You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's very own possession. That's who you are. And so I I announce to you on this glorious Mother's Day morning That you were chosen in Christ before the foundations of the earth. You were chosen in Christ before that. And Paul tells us in Ephesians that he saw you and he picked you. He picked you. Allow that to soak in. He saw you and he picked you. 
It says in Ephesians 1, 4, that even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. So you were not only chosen and picked, you were called. Yes, that's you. You are called. He didn't miss you. He, he chose you, he called you, and it didn't have anything to do with who you are. It's all about who he is. And that is an incredible truth. And um, it says in 2 Timothy 1.9 that he saved us with a holy calling. Not according to our works. Nothing to do with you. But according to his own purpose and grace. Which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. And so you are valued. You see, you actually are a masterpiece. Look at yourself. Do you see that? Can you tell the neighbor, I'm I'm like a masterpiece. That word masterpiece, it actually means the, the worker's greatest work. You are his greatest work. That's pretty incredible. It says in Ephesians 2.10 that we are God's masterpiece. I'm just making sure that you know that what I'm telling you is actually in the word of God. And so what might happen when you are united in spirit with the one who was and is and is to come? What might happen when you're united with him? And I'm going to tell you what you are. You're on the winning team. You're actually on the dream team. The ultimate dream team. One in which you are the star player. Full of victory and glory. It says this in Ephesians 1.3. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because, because we are united with Christ. Because you are united with him. There's something that happens within when you understand that you are on the dream team. There's something that happens deep inside of you. You look at things differently. You feel different about yourself and what you, you can accomplish. And defeat is not a part of your vocabulary. You're unstoppable. And the assignments that you find yourself in, find yourself completing, become easy because of Christ Jesus. Because he tells you that you can do all things. You and him are the dream team. You and Christ Jesus are the dream team. Do you actually see yourself that way? Do you see yourself yoked together with the one who pulls the weight? Do you see yourself connected to the one who empowers you? You see, God wants to do in your life what he wants to do is far greater than you've considered. And you are critical to the team. You're wanted. You're needed. And God does things in you with such purpose and precision. His plans for you are big, really big. And you need to understand that 
When he calls you and he, he sets in course the purposes of your life, they go way beyond your own lifespan. Do you really understand that? That what God is doing in you, it isn't just about you. It's about those that are to come. Because he's the God of generations. We think about what's right here, right now, what's right in front of us. But he thinks in terms of generations and nations. And his plans are redemptive. He has such great purpose in everything he does. His plans, they encompass forward, behind you, around you, beyond you. That's what God is doing. You see, this dream team idea is you and him and what you're going to do. And it is way beyond just what you're looking at in the mirror. Way beyond that. Remember what he says? He says, I'm the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. He's the God of generations. He isn't just concerned about you right now, right this minute. Your yes to him. Your saying yes to him affects generations. Think about it. My decisions, all those things that I'm... I decide about, they affect those to come. You need to think about the fact that how you see that, how you think about God and how you think about him using you and moving in you affects and limits what God can do in your life. Um, Do you think of him as a generational God? I stand here because I had parents that loved God. My children stand where they are because they had grandparents and parents that loved God. And my great-grandchildren will stand because of the generation. And they will far exceed anything I ever thought or imagined. Because God is always on the increase and he is always moving and he moves through the generations I was reading a book by Mark Batterson. It was an incredible book. And in it, he says, show me the size of your dream and I'll show you the size of your God. What are your dreams for yourself, for your children, for your church, for your nation? What are your dreams? Are they large enough to encompass the purposes of God? Do you hold only this and and just beyond this? And if I can just get here and if I can just do this, you need to open up your eyes and see way beyond where you are. You need to understand that what you're doing and what you're praying through and what you're serving and what you're doing is affecting the generations to come. It's so much larger than you. Maybe you need to go back to your sketchbook and adjust your dream ideas. Let me give you just an idea of what I'm talking about. Sarah, of Abraham and Sarah. Sarah just wanted a baby. She just wanted a baby so bad. And God wanted to birth a nation. Hannah. Hannah, in 1 Samuel chapter 1, 
All she wanted was a baby. Her sister, her husband had two wives and the other wife had children and she did not. And she just wanted a baby. And she asked God, she just said, please give me a child. But God wanted her to birth a prophet that would change the nation. Calling the nation to repentance and back to him. And a rose came Samuel, the priest, from that longing. See, she only saw the need for a child. And God saw something much greater than that. Think about Elizabeth and Zechariah. They had longed for a child. I don't know why I got so many with the longing for a child, but that was in there. And God wanted to give her one. She, they just wanted a child, and God wanted to give them one that would usher in the kingdom of Jesus Christ. He was thinking much larger than her. You know the man John the Baptist, the one that said, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand? That's the one that came from a longing to have a child. Much greater than just having a child. Esther wanted to save her life because she was Jewish And she wanted to save the lives of her people because the day in March had been set when all of them could be killed. That's all she wanted. That's all she went to God before is, I just want to be saved. And God wanted to shift who was in power. And he wanted to set his people free. See, he was seeing something much larger than what she could even imagine. Rachel, she wanted a baby. She, she begged her husband for a child. She begged God for a child. But God wanted to save the Jewish nation and the surrounding nations from starvation through this child, Joseph, that came. She begged for a child, and all along, God knew that child was coming at just the right time. And he would be raised up, and he would be taken into Egypt as a slave, and he would save all the nations around from starvation because of the wisdom of God upon him. And all she wanted was a child. Rahab in the book of Joshua. She was from the city of Jericho. She didn't even know God. And all she wanted to do was to save herself and her family. So she did what she needed to do to try to save them. And God's dream for her went way beyond just keeping her alive. He wanted her to have salvation, and he called her to be in the lineage of Jesus Christ. Rahab's thoughts were just immediate, and God saw generationally beyond her thoughts and her greatest dreams. Who would have thought a heathen woman from Jericho would be in the line of Jesus Christ? Miriam Moses' sister, who watched out. All she wanted to do was save her brother, who was in a little boat in the water. That's all her dreams were, was to save her brother. And God, he wanted to go down. He wanted her to go down in history as someone who led women in Israel to acknowledging the unlimited power of God. Oh, she worshiped before God. He far so, God saw ahead and he saw the need 
to, ra- to raise up a deliverer for that nation. And he put in the heart of the mom and in the, the sister that they would care for that child. And God used that man to bring a million plus people out of the nation of Israel into freedom. Out of slavery. You see, their dreams were very small compared to God's dreams. And each of them actually experienced what it was like to be on the dream team. God and them together. What, look what happened. Because they believed God. A dream team. You and him. You are, you're literally on the greatest dream team ever put together. It's greater than playing with Michael Jordan. Way beyond that. You are... You and God are limitless. Say that. God and I are limitless. Nothing is outside his ability. The, the, the possibilities are endless when you're partnered with the living God. So why am I telling all of this today on Mother's Day? Because God wants you to grab hold of the truth of the potential you carry. And begin to use it and see yourself on this team. Think differently. Change your home. Believe God for more at work. Ask God for more in prayer. Be the change in the game of life. You are called to be the change in the game of life. So this week, I I went to a memorial service. And in the, at this service, I actually ran into people I hadn't seen for a very long time. And as I stood and I listened to their reports of life, I found myself really disturbed. In fact, as they went on, I found myself angry in my spirit. I thought, why aren't you doing something about all these tragedies? Why is this being allowed? I I felt like crying. I wanted to shout, don't you know who you are? Don't you understand the power of the gospel and the heart of the father? Don't you understand whom you are united with? The king of all the earth. This does not have to be this way. And I just felt this, this, urges strength come on church look around you understand who you are the dream team member understand what you carry what potential is in you understand you are needed and valued understand that God has something for you to do that's way beyond today it's out there generationally changing things I ask you, have you forgotten the power of the God you serve? Did you hear the testimony I give? What are the the chances of that debt being changed on the day after she stands asking for a miracle? What are the odds? You see, there is power available to shift circumstances. I want you to listen, if you don't believe me, to the power you actually carry because you're a team member with Jesus Christ, the resurrected one. It says in Ephesians 1, 19 and 20, one of my favorite verses. 
It says, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe? That sounds like there's some power ready to be released when you choose to believe that God is able and willing and longing to work in the circumstances of people around you. It says that that power is the same power that brought Jesus Christ up out of the grave. It was pretty strong power. And he says that's our power. It says in Ephesians 3, 20, listen to this. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask or think. Okay, so I was thinking about all those people and the, the trail of sin that they, and the lives of sin they were leaving, leading. And I was thinking of the power of God to transform and, and save them out of the darkness. And I, I felt this rise inside of me, this this passion that we might know our God enough that we can believe for those that are out there needing us. So he's able to do exceedingly abundant before we above all that we can ask or think and then listen to that last part. What? According to the power that works in us. There's power to be working in you. You are not powerless. Ephesians 6.10 says this. It says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. There's something for you there. Whose might is it that's working in and through you? His might. And in case you've forgotten, 1 Corinthians 4.20 says this. The kingdom of his God is not word. But it is pow- it's in power. It's not in words. It's in power. You see, there's meant to be a demonstration. God of the universe, the one that you're in team, dream team with, there's meant to be a demonstration of his power through you. But if you think, I can't, I don't, I won't, I won't, and I say no, how can God move through you? But if you say yes, And you say, I don't understand the power, but I want the power. I want to express that power out in the situation and lives of those around me. How might he work through you? And the Lord took me to 2 Timothy 1.7. And it's a scripture we quote a lot about not having fear. But listen to this. It says he hasn't given us a spirit of fear. But what has he given us? Power. He's... And of love and a sound mind. But there's power in there. There's power available to you. There's power available to you, church. Why are we wimpy? Why are we sad? Why are we, why do we allow things to happen when we actually carry authority and power to shift and change them? Look how powerful you are. You're on the dream team and you have assignments. Lots of assignments at the same time. That means you can multitask. You're called to be the difference. To change people from light 
from darkness to light. You're called to speak the truth in love. You're called to set captives free. You're called to heal the sick. You're called to say yes to the stirring of the Holy Spirit within you as he calls you to active duty. You're called to take the word of God at face value. The phrase, it kept running in my mind. It's, has he not said it? Will he not do it? Has he not said it? Will he not do it? And I said to Mike, where is that scripture? Has he not said it? Will he not do it? It's found in um, Numbers 23. And it says, God is not a man, so he does not lie. He's not human, so he does not change his mind ever. Has he ever spoken and failed to act? Has he ever promised and not carried it through? You see, he gave you the word of God that's full of the promises of God. And if he said it, he will do it. Just take a look around you. Seriously. Take one minute. Walk into Walmart, stand in the main aisle, and just stand there for a minute and look around. There's a lot of need out there. There's a lot of need. How about if you check out the lives of those in your sphere of influence? You know, on the job, in the home, in the neighborhood. What are you doing on their behalf? You just go, oh, have you heard that terrible thing that happened? Oh, my word, it is bad. Or do you go, okay, God, you and I are the dream team, and together we're going to take this to the heavenlies, and we're going to be able to intercede on their behalf, and we're going to shift the the atmosphere, and we're going to change the direction these people are headed because God is God, and I'm going to partner with him because I'm on the dream team, and we can't lose. What might you and God together do? Stop thinking so small. Consider all the power and authority you carry. Ask for more. The word says this. He said, ask me and I'll give you the nations. Interesting, we prayed for nations this morning. That's pretty big. We're called to consider beyond today. What you do and how you do it reflects on tomorrow. And you can change generations because of the God of generations. And he's calling you to pick up assignments for the kingdom. To step out on behalf of others. You you can't lose. You must not give up and you must not quit. There are parents... Even this morning I heard about parents that don't know God. There are parents. There are children... Any of you have children that don't know God? There are grandchildren. There are neighbors, co-workers that God has put in your life with purpose. Seeing yourself on the dream team means that you expect to win, to see victory in unexpected places. And that expectation is called faith. Faith in who, who, he who called you. You see, there's too many young people that are being stolen away. They're being drawn into the kingdom of darkness for the lack of the light shining on them. 
And God is calling us to step into authority of him and begin to shift the atmosphere of those around us. Even I shift the atmosphere of my grandchildren who are all the way on the East Coast. I pray over them with such boldness and authority that God would move on their behalf. That angels would be sent on assignment. That God would do something incredible in their lives. And then I hear little reports here and there. And I just keep getting bolder and bolder. Believing that God hears me because the word says he does. And that will answer and show me great and mighty things that I haven't even begun to imagine on their behalf. I remind you that the war is not with people. It's never been with people. Ephesians 12 tells us this. We're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies. But against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world. Against mighty powers in the dark world. And against evil spirits in the heavenly places. See the battlefield is where the victory is won. And the battlefield is in the heavenlies. And so you and I can contend on behalf of whoever's in your sphere of of influence. Your prayers can change eternity for some. How strong is your battle cry? You see, you're called to pull down strongholds. And there's some strongholds that need pulling down. What happens if as the dream team, you and him, you begin to pull down strongholds in our government? You begin to pull down strongholds in the school system. You begin to pull down strongholds in families. What happens when all of you as dream team members begin to do that? What begins to happen into the, in the very foundation of our nation? What happens? It shifts and change, but you have to believe that he who called you, who picked you, who valued you, who said you and I together are unstoppable would actually shift things. Where's your voice? Where are your prayers? Where are you in encouraging others? What has God called you to do that you've left undone? I want to tell you a story. It's a true story. And I tell it with utter sincerity sincerity this morning. I had a child that was in dangerous waters. Really dangerous waters. And I was losing her. And I honestly didn't know what was going to happen. But I decided that as her mother... And as a servant of God, that I was not going to let this happen. There didn't seem to be any answer. None. There was nothing I could do. Absolutely nothing I could do to change what was happening. But I went before the Lord like I've never went before him. I probably prayed throughout the day 15, 20 times a day, just crying out to God on behalf of my child. And I didn't even know what prayers to pray. But I took this prayer. I took the prayer that says that God takes all things and works them together for good to those that love God. And I said, I love you, God. And you said you would work something good. So I'm looking for good out of this. Can't see how it can happen, but I'm looking for it. And I went after it and after it. And months went by. 
Actually, between three and four months went by. And I never quit. And I kept praying. And I kept believing. And I kept saying, I don't understand, but I know what you're doing. And then a miracle happened. And a transformation came. And a shift changed. And Mike and I, we cried together. And we, we looked at it and we said, how could this have happened? How did how in the world could God have done this? It's unbelievable. It's incredible. It's, it's mind-blowing that God would do this on our behalf. And I saw victory like you have never believed. And it has affected my child. It has affected my grandchildren. It has changed eternity. Because I stood before the king of kings, and I believed for the one who was headed the wrong way. And that's who God is. I stood on the truth, and I prayed, and I stood, and I prayed, and I stood, and I declared, and I prayed, and I stood, and I declared some more. Church, we have to take up the battle cry until victory is ours. We have to go after it, just not see a little shift. You have to stay holding on, believing that God is going to move. Grab hold of that thing that you need. Believe on behalf of that person you're crying out for. See things shift and change because you are on the dream team. And he's called and chosen and valued you. And has called you to make a difference in your generation and the generations to come. Who's out there that won't make it? Or will die in their sins if we do not pick up the mantle, answer the call, and see the need? And stand on the gap before, before them. What will happen? You see, you're called to make a difference. And faithfulness is not just holding ground. Faithfulness is advancing the kingdom one person at a time. Maybe, maybe this seems like a strange message for Mother's Day. But I believe there's a lot of mama bears out there that are being called to the front lines. And he's called you as women. He's called you as men. You don't get a pass. Men, you don't get a pass. You're needed. He's called you as young people. He's called and chosen each of you, and you're on the winning team. Believe that truth and make as many goals as possible. Lives are depending on you. Be a force to be reckoned with. Those who know they're on the dream team have a vision for what God can do through them when they believe him. Sometimes it takes only one courageous, righteous person to slay great evil. It only took David, a little boy, to take out a giant. And there's giants need taking out. And you are called and enabled to do that because he makes you enabled he gives you everything you need to be able to do it so i'd like you to stand with me and i want to read over you psalm 67 1 and 2 some of these words might even sound familiar to you a little bit May God be merciful 
and bless us. May his face shine with favor on us. May your ways be known throughout the earth and your saving power among people everywhere. You see, the way they're going to know him, his ways, and his saving power is through you. Through you. Dream team member, God will bless you with favor so that his ways and his power will be known to everyone. It's interesting, had no clue, but isn't it interesting that God would give the women the gift he gave them today with this message? There's a journal to be bold in your prayers, to take on the giants around you and slay them one by one by one and then go after some more. Oh, his heart is for you. And there are so many needs and you are the answer. So God, we stand before you this morning humbly, humbly, that you would pick and choose us and value us, that you would use us to advance the kingdom. Papa, I just ask that you would encourage those sitting and standing here today and that they would begin to see answers to prayer on every hand that we wouldn't even be able to have the word because there would be so many testimonies of what God has done through these mighty dream team players and we just praise you God that you made a way that you enabled us that you made a plan for us and we say yes God I say, yes, God, use me. Say that to him if you mean it. Say, yes, God, use me. Oh, we love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Say, God and me is the victory. Amen. An overwhelming majority with God. Put your hand in your heart this morning. May the Lord bless you so you can be a blessing to others. May he keep you. May he make his face shine on you. May he lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Go in his grace today. If you need prayer, there'll be someone up here.